Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. After whew, what a, an amazingly weird, weird show. Um, UFC partner, uh, Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Let's hit that intro. So, before we get into the main card, let's quickly run through uh, these uh, these prelims. Uh, before that, though, obviously, I am Max. I mean, oh, forgive me, people. I am absolutely knackered today. Uh, it's been a long, hard day. Anyway, I am Max. Uh, with me, as always, my son, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I think I'm out of here, but I'm going to tell you later on the but yeah, it's not too bad. I'll just be shattered. Yeah, it's mental. Just been such a long, long day. Anyway, let's get through these prelims quick time. Uh, we started the, the card with uh, Matthews, uh, Semmelsberg getting the 16-second knockout of Jason Witt. Uh, then we got a decision with Strawweight with uh, Jim Ufray uh, getting the, the, the victory over Gloria Depot. Um, first uh, televised match was uh, J.J. Aldrich a decision against Cody Casey in the flyweight division. Uh, then another decision in the lightweights with uh, Nazra Hakparas picking up the victory against uh, Rafa Garcia making his debut. Um, bantamweight division next, and we got a finish with um, Rane Yaya picking up the sub against uh, Ray Rodriguez. And then a third round KO for Charles Jordan doing uh, doing some real uh, real numbers uh, against uh, Marcelo Rojo. And then the feature prelim, Angela Hill finally got to break that strawweight record uh, fast against Ashley Yoda, picking up a second victory against Ashley uh, with a second round decision. So going on then to the main card, and we started with a. Uh, Eric Anders taking on Darren Stewart, very English heavy card today. London on Darren Stewart, uh, the dentist. And uh, yeah, this show starts how it means to go on, Carlos, because uh, it was a rule, a no contest after an illegal knee by Eric Anders on Darren Stewart. So uh, getting into the action, uh, I think I thought that Stewart started brightly. Um, started with uh, the outside leg kicks. Uh, it was uh, tagging Anders with shots. Um, you could tell that Anders didn't like the uh, the power that Stewart that Stewart had, and he was able to uh, to basically tie up against the fence, needed him in the gut. 
Uh, it was a little bit of back and forth. Uh, Anders was was really trying to uh, take the the fight to the ground because he just couldn't hang on the on the feet with uh, the power of Stewart. Uh, and he, he he got a lot of success with it. He got uh, Stewart in a, in a very kind of a, a dominant position, uh, but he landed a couple of uh, illegal knees. One what got missed by the referee, but the second one absolutely uh, caught Stewart. Uh, fair play to Darren. He wanted to carry on fighting. Um, he wanted to to, to uh, keep going. But uh, when the doctor did the preliminary test, uh, he couldn't even walk straight. Uh, so the doctor ruled it off. Now, comparing this to last week's finish, uh, uh, me and Carl were a little bit confused why this uh, result was different to the one we got with uh, Petty Yang and Aljamain Sterling. Uh, but that was cleared up that it was because it was not halfway through the fight uh, and that there was uh, a lot less intention than there was with uh, Petty Yang. Um, it was declared a no contest. Uh, Carl, what did you think of it? I think the decision were a correct decision. Uh, keep taking it away from last week's event. The looking at in a ball situation, obviously a title fight to start and a fight to a fight that not a numbered event, which is not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's um, it should be looked at any differently. But yeah, the, the decision was right. It wasn't intentional. You can see. He didn't mean it was literally in the heat of the moment, and it wasn't as blatant as Petty Hans were last week. So mm-hmm. I can understand the decision of what the doctor had. But as well, we on to when the doctor asked him to if he wanted to continue, and Herbie was sort of pushing him for an answer. You, you know what Herbie's like, he's always got the best interest of the fighters, but he's been around the UFC for so long now, he'd rather a fighter say, yeah, I can fight and continue. And mm-hmm. where the doctor's not, he don't, the doctor doesn't give a shit about our entertainment. He just cares about the fighter's health. And yeah, when the physician yeah. makes a decision to make a call to stop the fight, he's looking at that fighter. And obviously, when Darren started walking forward, yeah, he wasn't walking straight. But for me, he studied sports and exercise science and doing um, biomechanics. I guarantee if I was to put money on it, Refer uh, the physician stopped the fire because Darren said the side of his head were hurting. Now, as a doctor, you've got to look at that as always oh, a told me time. Yeah, you've got to tell me the side of his head's hurting, could be concussion, could be hopefully not, and it probably will be not. But the doctors there to always think of the worst of the worst, and you never know, brain hemorrhages are real, so that's what he's there, that's what his job is there to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um... At the end of the day, nobody was any uh, more disappointed than Darren was. He obviously didn't want to go out uh, like this, uh, but it, it happened. Unfortunately, this is this is not uh, ballet. They're not play fighting here. Uh, and unfortunately, things like this happen. Uh, the good thing is that uh, uh, the, the referee realised that it, the intention was not there. It was just the heat of the moment kind of thing. Uh, but let's go into the second fight. And we had uh, Mateus Nicolau taking on Manel Capé. Uh, for me, this was probably the uh, the, the closest fight on the, on the main card. Uh, first round was very much uh, in favour of Nicolau using his, uh, his way, way superior grappling. Uh, was able to really control uh, Capé. Um, 
uh, when he got when he did get to his feet, Cape was was throwing a lot of shots which just didn't land in time, uh, and and uh, Nicola was able to to really kind of control and dominate this first round. But then coming out into the second round, it was it was totally a, 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 a far too hard. Uh, Cape sort of landed a lot more shots, and every time he landed, he hurt Nicolau. Um, there was a, the uh, the overhand hook and the uppercut, which looked like it may finish the fight. Um, Nicolau was able to to basically recover um, and 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 drag his way into the third round, uh, which which the judges ended up giving Nick, uh, Nicolau now this third round. Um, it could have gone out of the way. Nicola was throwing more shots. Um, I, I think when Cape landed, he did the more damage. He got uh, he got um, Nicola to the ground more, but he just wasn't willing to engage him on the ground at all. Which fair play, I wouldn't want to engage him because uh, the guy's uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is, is elite level. Um, but I think uh, Nicola just did enough to, on, in uh, the judges' eyes to to eke out uh, the the result, and and that showed on on the judges' cards. Uh, um, two judges to one, giving it a uh, twenty-nine, twenty-eight to Nicolan. Yeah, and I can agree. Uh, I didn't put a hundred percent of focus on this fight. I was, you know, I me, mean? I was scrolling through social media at <laughs> the uh, same time. But looking at the fight, it was a, it was a good decision. Nicolas, you can tell he uh, he had more of the fire in this fight, and he was pushing the the pace when he could to the best as he, he possibly could. But then, yeah, obviously going into the third round, it was such a close fight where anyone could have took it, and Nikos did do did do enough to push it, especially in that third round. And to come in to make your debut for the UFC and get a decision win in a very close fight, but a very entertaining fight, is a good way. I know a lot of people say all oh, decisions are boring, blah blah, but it wasn't a boring fight. It was literally from start to finish, throwing throwing punches. Uh, so yeah, it was very entertaining. A full fifteen minutes of a, a good action packed fight. But going for Kate, you've you've got a he's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but his sort of fighting style seems to be sort of a scrapping sort of style and he's What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Zero and two now in the UFC. He's lost his, his two farts now, which, which is not... I know it's hard saying it because it's it's the UFC, it's the best organisation in the world, but when you usually start on a losing streak, it usually ends on a losing streak, yeah. and that's when you start getting cut. And, and 
it's UFC are in this kind of period where uh, they're looking to cut absolutely anyone. I mean, we watched uh, Megan Anderson literally take on the very best woman's fighter uh, in Amanda Nunes last week. Two days later, she's cut from the UFC. Yeah. Um, so it can happen to anybody. And if you uh, uh, have never won in, in the octagon and have uh, got a, a negative uh, win-loss record, then, yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely uh, neck is on the chopping block. Yeah, definitely. And it's maybe they need to change a couple of stuff up. Maybe changing it to a different coach or changing his, uh, his fighting style. Or maybe it's just these, the way his training method is. Maybe he trains too much and he, I don't know, he, he, he can't figure in to, to learn anything new because he's got his, his head caught in so many different stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a common thing in this day and age with athletes that are always looking to find that next edge over the opponents. And that's why mixed martial arts is a growing sport and it's taking over everything else. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, got a comment from uh, our friends uh, uh, Conrad over at Everything Pro Wrestling uh, giving us a shout out. We are. Uh, we appreciate you, Conrad. Thank you for, for watching along. Um, let's go into uh, the, the third round on, on the on the card. And again, another English uh, fighter, Davy Grant. Uh, had a, this yeah, had a, a bit of a tumultuous time in the UFC, kind of a, a topsy-turvy uh, trading wins and losses. But uh, Jesus Christ, this was a, a, a really entertaining fight. Um the, these guys wanted to just kick the shit out of each other's legs for the first round, um, just absolutely throwing uh, loads of different combinations, inside leg kicks, outside leg kicks, head kicks, uh, oblique kicks. Um, Grant really, for me, was really impressive with how dynamic he was with his with his kicks, uh, but Martinez is is the, the better kickboxer and he threw quite a few uh, uh, big headshots that that could have caused Grant uh, a lot of damage. Um, but what Grant started doing to kind of counter that was throwing a lot of uh, spinning kicks. Um, all of them missed, but at least it, it was like showing that uh, that kind of uh, dynamic range that he's got. Um, when it comes to throwing punches, I think Mar- uh, Martinez had the better of the first round, uh, landing uh, more jabs and, and more uh, looping left hands than uh than Grant did. Um, coming into the second, Grant started uh, really aggressively, and you could tell he he, he found his range with his, with his punches. Uh, he attempted uh, quite a few big shots, um, and Martinez was uh, was able to to counter a couple of times. But every time um, uh, Grant was landed, it was uh, stunning Martinez, and um, he he was. Uh, following him up though with the beautiful kind of like uh, punch punch kick combo which is it's classic in MMA but it, it works so well and Grant was uh, was landing that uh, pretty much as and when he wanted to and then he threw the the big uh, left hook that, that took Martinez down absolutely drops him um, follows up with one one uh, um, hammer fist and and the referee pulls him off. Uh, and now, uh, David Grant is is now got a positive uh, record. I think that was his third straight win, and yeah, he's a a real kind of a signature finish for him. Definitely, it's good to always have a a countryman on the card, and especially getting a win. And with him being in the UFC for a bit now, and like you say, being on a win lose record, and now getting a couple in the win 
keeping it consistent. Mm -hmm. Especially that bantamweight division with not a lot going on at the moment to then just the top couple of names popping up all the time. And then Hemsudo is now out there. You saw the testing poll. He left that yesterday. So he now is not eligible to fight for the UFC unless he tests gets back into the pool. And then he has to wait six months, doesn't he? Has, yeah, he has to wait six months, but the Brock Lesnar. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, yeah, but yeah, he has to, he does have to wait six months if he were to get back into the testing pool. So, now he's definitely out of the picture. But then we've got the, all the, the shit with what happened last week of the, the controversy with the knee and the sterling, but I'm sure we'll get on to that in our next couple of parts. Uh, yeah, um, let's go into the featherweight division then. Uh, Mark Beltran, my God, I love this ref. He's got the best moustache in, in the whole of the world of man than just MMA. But he was so excited for, for this part, the way he screams so loud for the fighters to, to get ready. And he needed a bother because uh, Dan Aggie took 22 seconds to knock out Gavin Tucker. Well, if you if you ask DC or Bispin, they're gonna argue with you three or six seconds. Yeah, well it was it was definitely <laughs> twenty-two. Uh but he only threw one punch and that one punch landed clean to the chin and Tucker was absolutely spark out. This was a, a walk away knockout. Very much like a almost a ghost punch. He was uh it was Tucker who was actually coming in uh uh, for for the attack and and Dan Aggie just dropped him. Um, great victory and Dan Aggie's now got seven and two in in the featherweight division and uh, he's definitely must be knocking on that door for a title match pretty soon. Well, it's definitely knocked on Dana's door for that bonus. Fifty k Dan, fifty k Aggie. Definitely, you you can't say no to that. If you do, he's probably gonna punch you. Like I say, he's fresh, <laughs> so he's got the energy too. He's gonna knock you out. Uh, it was a beautiful execution he don't know if that were in a game plan don't know if that were just he's going to probably say that his game plan he's going to say oh, we, we, mm-hmm. we plan to go out there and do that but i'm sorry probably didn't uh but yeah he, what a what a game what a game plan to to go out there and and get a finish in the first round in 22 seconds with your first punch mm-hmm. the featherweight division that's a one way to make a statement and you can tell dana white were impressed because straight afterwards dana white were like either on his Twitter or his Instagram, we were alive straight with Dan Aggie on it. And to be honest with you, I don't blame him. When you've got someone who's just knocked someone out like that, 22 seconds in the UFC on television, you're going to give him some press. You'd be stupid not to. And who could possibly fight next in that division? There is a couple of good names. Who would you like to see fight next? Mm, I don't know. I mean... Is is a win over Gavin Tucker impressive enough to give him top five? Um, I would have won. You can tell he's a, he's a finisher. He's got power in the. He's got power in his hands. Yeah, I, I understand that, but uh, you're not talking elite level, elite level fighters, and, and Dan Aggie has had bigger names and and fought harder people than than this. I would have said. I'd like to see him try and get that win back against Kelvin Katar. See, see what, see what that works out for him. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, he's probably going to be ranked fairly close to to um, uh, Calvin now. Um, 
maybe someone like a Korean Zombie almost, because I think Korean Zombie's last fight did he lose to Brian Ortega? Um, oh, right, yeah, or TCD Ortega, that could be a... Mm. I say a couple, I say there's names for him in that division, so there's scope to, to move and get close to, hopefully get close to Volkov, but it's, it's one of them, it's one of them divisions now that's slowly turning into a set of killers, especially when you get into the top five, mm-hmm. get into the top ten, you, you, you start to push it, but when you're in that top five, you're... You know you're you're in that top five. There, that's when you the fighting and the skill really starts. Yeah, well, um, it, Volkanovski has got Brian Ortega in, uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, so he may want to just hold on to to see what happens in that. Could well be, or if he's uh, don't see press day anymore and get definitely get a title shot. Try and get one of these bigger names, get a win, and the. The next title shot be yours, especially if the title's getting defended in a short period of time. Oh, know, just, just looking up these uh, these featherweight rankings now, and uh, Max is uh, not going to fight sorted. Uh, Korean Zombie hasn't, Calvin Qatar hasn't. Uh, you get uh, lower down the card, you've got Edson Barboza in seventh. He's got Shane Burgos coming up. Uh, Cub Swanson's got Jika Chikadze. Uh, Arnold Allen, who's rounding out the top 10 has got Sadiq Yusuf, so um, the options aren't really there for him just yet, uh, but over the, like, the next month or so, uh, I'm sure that that division is going to settle itself out, and, and yeah. we'll see where Dan Hardy lies in that. Yeah, well, let's say, because his next fight's not going to be a title shot, because the person who's probably going to have a title shot after Ortega is probably going to be Max, just for the work he did against Qatar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I'd, I'd put money on it. It's going to be guitar. I'd put, if I was to put money on it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, so let's get into this core main event um, and another first round finish. Um, Misha uh, Shirkinoff must be uh, worried about uh, how, his, uh, how his UFC contracts are going to be coming up. Uh, taking on Ryan Spam. Um, I thought that um, Misha started fairly bright. Uh, he uh, he threw threw a, a really decent head kick. Uh, tried to to kind of grapple with with Span, but Span was just just too strong for him and just was able to push him off at will. We got a little bit of a break in the action when uh, when uh, Misha give uh, Span a good old dick kick, uh, but he recovers and absolutely destroys him for doing so. Um, landed a, a huge right hand. He uh, certainly off went down. He actually recovered from that, which I w- was really, really shocked with. He was he was taking an absolute pounding, and uh, Ryan Span just let him get back up to drop him again. Brilliantly played. Uh, landed the the follow ups, and and the fight was finished. Yeah, he's again another person who's making his debut. Another person who's made a. a, a a good statement, mm-hmm. especially in the light heavyweight division. Uh, title that's just recently been defended, got eyes on that division with it being so freshly defended. And yeah, like you say, he uh, right, sort of. Um, I don't know, I don't know if it were just first round nerves or first fight nerves, but yeah, he, he did seem to start a bit slower and he. If you were to look at it initially from the start, you'd think maybe he's going to lose his fight. Mm-hmm. And then he turned it on, like getting after the, the first couple of minutes of the fight, the first round going. 
he started to turn his own face up and started to work it as he wanted to. And yeah, the the finish man was was unreal from a person who's making his debut. He's got a if he carries on like that, he's definitely got a bright future in that light heavyweight division. Yeah, I think he's only a young young guy as well. He's not he's not really old, and you could tell it, it meant a lot to him because he was a. Uh, he was so emotional after the fight. Yeah, and that's I love to see that. But I'm, I know I've just said about Benagi going up and basically getting a big shot, but that's that's a different name. But with this guy, you've got to... Well, I like to look at him differently and always think maybe what could happen if you don't push him too fast. Because obviously we know what happens if you push him too fast, but we've had that happen time and time again. They, they lose, they lose the confidence, and next thing you know, it'd be they're getting caught and fighting for... One Bellator or PFL or all the other promotions out there, and they don't ever get that real chance to shine. And Tom uh, Aspinall, uh, Darren Till's uh, training partner, who's fighting pretty soon, I think. I like his attitude. He's in the heavyweight division now. He knows that in that top ten division, that top five, is there's an absolute killer's row in front of you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't bring your A game every single fight you're never going to get a title shot. And if they were to have Ryan sort of take his time and not pick his fights, because a lot of people say, oh, you're just picking your fights. You, you, you're not, in a sense, picking your fights for the easiest fight. You, you're picking the fights for which best suits you if you win. Mm-hmm. Generally, yeah, that might not be the easiest fight. You're in the UFC. If, you, if you're trying to look for an easy fight, you, you shouldn't be in that organisation. But, yeah, I can understand for a a business sort of point of view, what fight do you pick that moves you up in the next spot? But then also you've got to look at it as you don't want too big of a name, whereas, oh shit, I'm gonna, I might lose this fight. I'm losing confidence already. So how, how's that going to work? Yeah. Because if you do beat him and you're already thinking that, it's going to be worse next time when you're fighting someone who's doubly the, the opponent's rank you've just fought. So, yeah, I think I'd like Ryan to just chill out and take his time in that division because I don't think hands going anywhere anytime soon. No, and and it's this is really two fighters on totally differing paths. I mean, uh, it wasn't long where uh, long ago that uh, Misha was looked at as maybe a potential um title contender almost. He was in, he was certainly in the mix and then a couple of bad results and he's uh he's dropping down the rankings where Brighton Span has picked up some some really decent wins and he's climbing the ranking so yeah i I think i agree with you that he uh he doesn't want to jump too far ahead this is a a a disgustingly killer division and the last thing you want to do is is kind of learn to uh, run before you can walk definitely so let's get into the main event uh leon edwards (laughs) wow um i just feel so bad for him this is a guy who sat on the sidelines trying to wait to see how this welterweight division uh, pans out. Um, was promised tile match after tile match after tile match. Sat on the on the sides, saw other people get the shots that he was uh, sp- uh, supposed to get because of COVID and, and not being available. Um, saw that people were just not uh, willing to fight him, so his fights were getting cancelled left, right and centre. See his fighters dropping out of, of fights and getting last minute uh uh replacements and, and Bilal Mohammed was was one of them. I think he only fought a month ago maybe. Mm, um not that long ago. And he's uh he took the took the fight on very, very short notice. 
But I, I said to Carlos before we started watching that I suspect that, that Edwards may have a little bit of rust because it's been a long time since he's actually fought, uh, whereas Bilal really looked fresh in, uh, mm. from his fight earlier. Um, but to be fair, uh, I was absolutely wrong. And, and uh, Lane Edwards in the first round was absolutely dominant. Every shot was on point. He was really hurting uh Bilal Mohammed uh, rocked him a couple of times. There was a, a, a brilliant shin to head kick, uh, which uh, just made um, Bilal's legs look like absolute jelly. Um, it's a bit weird that uh, Edwards didn't follow up with uh, some big shots. Uh, Mohammed was able to avoid the ones that Edwards did throw and, and cleared the cobwebs. But then Edwards went in and, and uh, tried to grapple against the cage. Um, which I thought was the, the wrong decision. If you've got a, a wounded opponent like that, you're going for the kill. Uh, and Edwards just didn't seem to do. Um, this gave uh, Bilal plenty of time to, to, to gather his thoughts and, and get his head back in the game. Uh, and he was he was able to land a, a fair few shots of his own coming to the end of the, end of the uh, first round. Uh, but I still thought that that was a, an easy victory, 10-9 uh, for, for Edwards in that round. But the one kind of like factor that that played into the the fight was he got warned by uh, by Herb Dean for for eye poking, uh, told to keep his fingers clear, uh, and unfortunately he didn't. And then we're coming to the other parts of the of the second round, and Edwards uh, lo it looked to me like he'd, he'd gone for a, a, a jab. But he actually went and, and basically raked his fingers right into the eyes of, of Mohammed. I don't think intentional, um, but the fact is, uh, Mohammed went down straight away. Mm. The guy was in severe pain. Um, we we saw that there was a lot of um, kind of backlash about Aljamain and calling him an actor uh, and 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 saying he played on it. I, for, for one second, do not believe that Bilal yeah, was, think, was acting. Yeah, if you think he were acting, honestly, it's got to be class on human anatomy. Yeah. Just how the eye works. He was. He couldn't open the eye. The eye swelled up instantly. He couldn't see out of it. He was. He was. He was devastated. He was crying in pain. It mm. was that. Um, he. Unfortunately, the doctor had to, to to call the fight off, and again, pretty much like the the beginning of the main card, because of how short the the fight had gone, and he hadn't gone past the halfway stage, it's counted as a as a, a no contest. So poor for 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 both of them really, because Mohammed really wanted to to take Edwards' spot as mm -hmm. a title contender, and Edwards was really in prime position. To be the next person to face Kamara Usman, and now it's it's definitely all up in the air again. Um, yeah, it's, it couldn't have gone any worse for for Leon Edwards, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, no victory for Aaron. Well, at least Usman gets a bit more of a break. I bet he's happy about it. I'm going to say how it is because I believe this is how it, this is how it should be. I don't I don't really give a fuck if I if I upset anyone with the way I say it. Even though Leon comes from England and I wanted him to win, I don't believe that should have been rules in no contest. He had a bad habit through the fight of sticking mm -hmm. his sticking his fingers out. Now as Herbie is a good referee and I do believe he's a good referee. I do believe he missed a lot of 
the outstretched fingers of Leon Edwards and they were doing that constantly. So to rule that as accidental, that's a bit of a piss take because it were only a matter of time before he got poked in the eye and yeah. inevitably um, Hammy got poked in the eye and straight away the eye was bleeding and the, the doctor, I don't understand why, again, Herb Dean was pushing him for, well, not in a way, but pushing him to basically say, yeah, nah, he's right, let him continue. Because if I were that doctor, I don't know why the doctor wasn't just saying, nah, he can't fight straight to it. Because if I was that position and I was seeing that, I, I would have stopped the fight. Because the eye was closed, his reaction straight away, he started swelling, there was blood already coming from the eye. He could have been a damaged retina there, you never know. And then what's the point, if there's already damage there, for you as a doctor to say, yeah, well, I don't know, uh, maybe it's up to the fighter. That's a shitty doctor out there because you let that fighter go back out and Leon Edwards jabs him a couple more times or hits him a good couple yeah. of times in that eye. Poked him in the other yeah. eye. He's going to end up, well, as well as Paul, yeah, he's poked him in the other eye, continuing to do the same, the the poor bad habit that he's got of of outstretching his fingers. Maybe this, this, this here, there's sellotape. Sellotape your your hands shut so your muscle memory stays like that. A lot of fighters, if you can't if you can't keep your fingers like that, sellotape them shut so your muscle memory. Because again, you you to look at Mohammed, a lot of people don't look at it as serious as it is. But Mohammed could have lost an eye. We don't know the the damage he's done yet. He still could I'm have sure. potential damage to that eye. The retina could have been damaged. Look at Bispin. Bispin's one of the biggest the the biggest stars and the biggest name in the sport. Who's Literally, he's got a fake eye, man, through the fact that it got damaged. And yeah, people can say it through steroids or whatever, but there's still initial saving. The dam- the eye got damaged and he lost it. And it's the same for any other fight, whether that being a, a, a punch in the eye or a poke in the eye. And that poke was horrible. It went deep in. And yeah, to say that was an accidental, no, I believe that should have been a no contest, uh, a, a disqualification. And I do believe Mohammed should have won that fire disqualification because it were inevitable it was going to happen and uh, mm-hmm. it was going to happen and, like, even the first round or the fourth round Mohammed would have, would have got fought and if that fact did got continued or was allowed to get continued I guarantee he would have been fought a couple more times just because of the the bad habit Leon Edwards is showing of the outreach fingers and like you were saying whether that be in ring rust or because he hasn't been in there in time and he's just picked up this sort of stuff in, in the gym and his coaches and sparring partners having haven't picked up on it or haven't told him enough about it. He's it's just built in. It's like picking picking up shit habits when you're driving. If no one tells you about it, you're gonna well, this is all right to do. Mm-hmm. It's just human at the end of the day. Not shitting on him, it's just human. But the, the issue is though that he was pulled on it in the first round, and he still carried on. Yeah, but then that's my point. So if he's already pulled on it, how can you put it as accidentally or But it wasn't actually. If you can, if you pull a fighter for doing something, and then. He, that, that initially ends the fight because it's so bad. How can you say that were accidental? You've just had to you, you had to tell him in the previous round to stop doing it. And fair enough, he didn't poke him in in, in the eye, but he, he was still outreaching his fingers. Now I'm not biased. He's he's a one of our countrymen, and I believe he, that should have been a dis- disqualification. It's I'll say it how it is. Simple. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, got a couple of messages here from. Uh... Um, my radio techers uh, brother from another mother, uh, Mr. Tanner Pruitt, the Texas gentleman, uh, saying hello, fellas, and then uh, loving the fact that you used uh, a roll of sellotape as the props and uh, <laughs> making sure he puts his pen back because his mum will kick his ass otherwise. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for, for your comments, Tanner, and I appreciate the love. 
Um, let's let's look forward to next uh, next week's. Um, before we even look forward to that, um, Rams Morris, aka Ray Cash, um, the the little fish, saying that I suck. Do you know what Rams? So does Roman Reigns. Um, let's look forward to next week's show. Uh, another fight now, um, and it's not there's not as many big names on this fight, but we've seen plenty of times over the last year or so that these smaller cars yeah, have, a the more, have a lot more have a lot more fun action on, on it. Um, so the three big fights on it is uh, Tata Vassa taking on Don Tyler Mayers in the heavyweight division. Um, then we've in the lightweight division, we've got Gregor Gillespie uh, taking on Brad Riddell. And then the main event, Kevin Holland, is uh, is this his first fight in 2021 after four fights in 2020, taking on Derek Brunson? I tell you what, after if he, if he wins that, he's title shot speaking there. I don't know, about, don't know about him. Anything else? And... Uh, another comment by uh, Ray, and he's backtracking on his terrific words of, of Mag Sucks. Uh, we will love you guys. And you know what, Ray? No, I don't accept that as an apology, sir. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much us for, for today. It's, uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, follow Five Rounds on all those social media platforms. Uh, make sure you check out all the networks uh, that uh, uh, graciously provide us a, a platform to put this content out for you. Uh, that's Shooting the Sports-ish, that's Chair Shot, and that is Visionaries Global Media. Definitely follow Carlos at Kirk underscore Carlos. He needs some uh, Twitter love. And some uh, friends. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirkby. But um, that is pretty much the end. Carlos. Adios, amigos. See you later, guys. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.